Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Craig, can you hear me this time by any chance? Definitely can. Hey, look at that. All right. Then we will be off to the races here. Um, I'll give you a quick intro and we'll be ready to go. Thanks for being patient with the Internet today. Sure, sure. Web on the web. I'm used to it. Okay. All right. Very good. My family name, right? Here we go. We'll just do a quick edit on this in three Two, one. Our guest, Craig Sim Webb, is a guy that knows all about dreams, applied psychology and consciousness. He served as a feature author and expert on sci-fi and the BBC, and for the last couple of decades has headed the nonprofit Dreams Foundation. And we welcome Craig. If you'd like to visit him online, it's craigweb.ca. So there's a lot of talk about these shared dreams that we're all having during COVID-19. Craig, what's the deal? Uh, Well, there's some common themes out there, definitely lots of stress and kind of concern dreams. But the biggest trend I've noticed that's kind of universal is uh, there's a lot more recall. So people have uh, that one. I'm pretty sure that people just have a little more bandwidth. In other words, a little bit more time to sleep in. They don't have an alarm clock when they wake up. Hopefully a little less stress and maybe some of the work schedule, depending on their personal challenges. And so dream recall, which is normally there, but we just don't really pay attention, has boosted. In other words, it's clearer. The data is coming through what I call the internet connection. Dreams are coming. (laughs) And then uh, usually when that just starts, when people just get that connection open up after a while, the first thing that usually comes is upsetting dreams or nightmares. In other words, we haven't listened to it for a while, so there's a bit of pressure buildup. 
is the uh, the fact that we are all under a lot of stress and uncertainty and, and our sleep patterns are kind of jacked up, uh, does that all contribute to uh, the frequency and intensity of dreams? Uh, well, it, the fact that we're, uh, I guess, probably a little, sleeping a little lighter will contribute to the intensity and frequency of recall. The dreams are probably happening about the same as normal, it's just that we don't tune into that channel. Uh, but we're now tuning in, and so we have more stressful dreams. And then there's some uh, health dreams, maybe guidance dreams. Uh, about I had a pretty strong hit, uh, and I we can talk a little bit about that. But I have a, a bit of a knack, like uh, like others do, not just me, for tuning into things that seem to play out accurately in waking life. In other words, that uh, we call precognitive dreams, uh, and it suggests that we are going to unfortunately have this uh, COVID challenge here in waves. We're probably going to rush it and go out too early and, uh, and boost a little bit more of the cases and stuff. So I get kind of inside info about how it's going to play out. And uh, I think I'm not the only one. Some others have had hints like that too, uh, that uh, it's going to come in waves. So be careful out there. Craig West is our uh, Webb is our guest, and he is a, uh, a guy who's a researcher on dreams and applied psychology and consciousness He's worked with Sci-Fi and the BBC and heads up the nonprofit Dreams Foundation in Canada. Um, I, I don't doubt your gift. I just hope it doesn't happen. I wonder if you could take us back to when you first realized that, that you may have a knack for, uh, for this precognitive uh, uh, dream interpretation and, and remembering them more than, than other people. Is there, is there one incident that made you go, wow, I, I, I'm kind of tuned into this more than other people? Uh, well, I uh, just a little research for actually if we spoke to our listeners here, two out of three people would agree that at some point they dreamt something pretty accurate that came true shortly thereafter. Uh, so not just some kind of the dog came home. Well, the dog was probably going to come home. In other words, something that hints at precognition. So it's not too rare. And then one out of 12, if we research it, that somebody told, they told somebody before, wrote it down and confirmed it. Uh, is actually a valid precognition in terms of a little bit more trustworthy research. So it's pretty common. And uh, I don't want to take big credit for some expert. Uh, since I've learned about it and trained it, I have, uh, I guess, honed the, the skill over the years. And anybody can hone it. But it's not too rare. So listeners can think, yeah, maybe they've had it or maybe they can develop that skill too. Specifically, I guess uh, I, I kind of got kidnapped, Burke. <laughs> It's a bit of an unusual story. I say it like that as a bit of a metaphor, but I, I was uh, studying physics and very provable, you know, hardcore science in my university degree. And then uh, pretty much out of nowhere, I started remembering up to about 10 dreams a day and having lucid dreams, dreams during which I knew I was dreaming while I was still asleep. Then these precognitions or things that came true from things I'd seen in dreams. And, and many other things were outside of my physics training. It kind of blew my mind, I guess. But physically speaking, even though I think of it a little bit more as a symptom of what was happening inside me, like an opening of some sort, uh, physically there was a uh, an event where I got stuck under a raft, whitewater rafting. And, you know, 10 seconds or so, it was fight and flight. But after that, since I didn't have time for air, I ended up with a simple, single thought, wow. This is it. I'm dying here, stuck under the raft with mm. no air and no, not able to breathe. And then uh, it was a little bit of surprise in there, but mostly it was a very rich, deep peace. Oh, okay. That's a strange, peaceful. It's die, dying underwater. It's peaceful. I don't know. 
and then uh, I don't exactly remember, but I think the guide, uh, the, rap- the, the rafting guide probably pulled me out or something like that. But I rafted the rest of the day as normal. And then I did start having the like 10 dreams, recall a day, very clear and lucid dreams. So something opened under there. I'm not quite sure what. But I was open-minded and I started exploring it, researching, writing it down, tracking, looking into what others have been doing and stuff. I guess uh, maybe 20-ish, 30 years later now, well, giving a little age cue, that I, uh, <laughs> I've... I've integrated back then what was like just unbelievable crazy, but interesting enough to uh, explore and start looking into. And now uh, for me, I understand it pretty well. But at the time, it was pretty spooky when uh, all of a sudden all this new data starts coming in and some of it plays out very directly in waking life. Have you ever had a dream that you feel might have come true or aspects of it? Absolutely. And, And I think I'm different than you in that, that I don't remember my dreams. And by the way, if you're just joining us on the Big Time Talker podcast, we're powered by Speaker Match, the world's largest virtual speakers bureau. Um, Craig Sim Webb is our guest today, and he is uh, one of Canada and I guess all of North America's leading speakers, authors, and researchers on dreams. And we're talking to him about dreams because there's a a huge uptick uh, of folks saying that they're remembering their dreams and they're having very vivid dreams during the pandemic and during self-quarantine. Um, and, and part of that, I would assume, uh, Craig, is that, as you said, people are, are having a harder time getting a good night's sleep, and they're waking up more frequently during the night. Does that, if, if you wake up more during the night, generally speaking, increase the likelihood that you'll remember those dreams the next day, or does that make a difference at all? Yeah, right. I think you, you kind of nailed it there. We're tuned in. And I see the same effect when people, uh, let's say, in non-COVID times, <laughs> back in uh, normal life, although I'm not sure what's going to be normal from now on. But uh, let's say when they go on a trip or travel or somewhere where they're sleeping in a different location, they tend to sleep somewhat lighter because it's kind of a new location, maybe new people around, etc. And then they'll have a lot more recall when people take strong notes. So the, the awakening will have that aspect. I'd say that's about 30% of it. This is a rough guess, not a scientific number here. Uh, but uh, probably more than 30% or more than 50% uh, is the fact that they actually have more time like available, more spacious thought, more uh, time to wake up in the morning. And so uh, there's not as much noise in our waking life. I've got to get to school, got to get to the meeting. Uh, you know, traffic, all the stresses that would blow it out. And so the recall comes clearer. Craig Sim Webb is our guest today. We're talking about dreams during COVID-19. And an interesting point that you made earlier um, that I want to circle back on, you said that this isn't so unusual that lots of people uh, do have the ability to remember and analyze their dreams and, and have some of those uh, precognitive uh, things happen. Uh, and, and it can be taught in some way uh, or learned, I guess, as a learned behavior. So can you give our listeners a couple of tips? If they want to increase the, uh, the frequency in which they remember their dreams, what steps do you take? Yeah, well, we'll think of it that there's a few different skill sets. One of them is just recall. We might liken that as an analogy here to our connection to the inner net of dreams, kind of like the Internet, but inside us. Uh, So boosting recall would be simple things like keeping physical sensory input down when we wake up. What does that mean? That means try not to wake up to an alarm. Probably that's easier during COVID-19. 
But if, uh, let's say, things get back to normal and we have to get to the meeting, get to school, get to whatever, we have our duties, we can set a body clock or an intention to wake up maybe 15 minutes before the alarm. And you can pick very specific numbers, so, you know, 7.02, let's say you have to wake up by 7.30. Dear body, dear dreams, dear subconscious, wake me up at 7.02. And, and then just glance at your clock and you'll see that I'm not making this up. I don't need to be right, but people try it and they always are very surprised that, yeah, I can set an intention to wake up whenever I, I wish. You know, barring the fact they've had a ton of alcohol or some medications before sleep, that works pretty well. So right. that can help a lot because no alarm means better recall and no sound. Movement, try to keep movement down. In other words, if you did wake up and moved around, rolled over or something like that, actually return to the same body position that you woke up in. There's blood flow and other sort of energetic movements in the body that really affect uh, the movement and how we, we rolled around when we woke up. So roll back and then ideally try to keep our eyes closed. Uh, and if we can wake up without moving at all, great but that's not always obvious. And the eyes closed helps a lot because the visual input really throws off uh, the visual dreaming. So just uh, if we forgot and opened our eyes to look around a bit, then you can just close them and then it usually starts coming in. So that's the general principle of keeping the physical input from physical senses lower. And then usually the, the channel that's below physical, the inner channel of dreams comes clearer and recall comes better. And then the different, what I call them, apps, kind of like on our smartphone, the different apps, the different skills that we can do with dreams, they start becoming interesting and we can develop different ones of those. There's lucidity. We talked about precognition. There's tuning into other people's thoughts, usually for uh, mothers and uh, I guess people, teachers like me tune into their students, their children. To, uh, to have helpful dreams for them. You'd be surprised. There's an amazing network of people dreaming for others that we don't always talk about and probably don't hear about too much unless we're one of the people who got the dream. An example here of a precognitive dream is uh, John Lennon, he, uh, our, our beloved musician who unfortunately graduated from Earth maybe a couple decades ago. Yep. He actually had two pretty clear precognition dreams that he shared uh, about uh, the scenario with with quite a few specifics around his uh, assassination, or I guess his murder. Uh, you know, a chubby stranger in uh, near the Dakota Hotel where he was uh, living and uh, wearing spectacles with a specific kind of revolver and things that were pretty unique and specific. And he was nervous. Uh, but unfortunately, the dreams were about a year before and probably he wasn't tracking them every day. And then unfortunately, it came true later. So terrible outcome and we can't guarantee that he could have necessarily avoided it but it's one hint from somebody we all know who's done this and, and there's many others uh, this is like an example of warning dream I just spoke about dreams who are dream for others and a precognitive warning dream you've heard of the right. band Leonard Skinner Kirk? oh sure absolutely I, I know uh, some of the guys that uh, were around during that whole plane crash that horrible plane crash okay because that's what we're talking about here and some of the folks don't know, so just quickly, uh, they have Sweet Home Alabama and some other pretty big hits, but they're, they're, a little, they're not quite a millennial favorite these days. But Leonard Skinner, uh, the backup singer, actually wasn't with them on tour. She uh, took a break for, I think, a few months. And then uh, I think it was Ronnie Van Zant, the, the lead singer, called her and said, hey, would you like to come to the concert tomorrow? I think it's in New Orleans or some, somewhere like that. And she said, oh, okay, that's interesting, yeah. Except that that night she had a really terrible nightmare of the whole, what you just said, plane crash, burn, 
the exact thing where she saw like specific people dying and everything and just terrible, terrible feeling when she woke up and she phoned them back and said, I can't come and you guys better not take the plane. I saw this and this in my dream and a nightmare really. And uh, I think it's going to come true. So don't take it. In fact, her, I guess, petition to the, the guys in the band and the, I guess the roadies and maybe the managers was so powerful that they actually, the whole band actually met, you know, in waking life now and said, you know, uh, Jojo Billingsley, that's the backup singer. She had a dream and uh, she had the whole plane crashing and burning and they, they discussed it for a while. Two guys actually booked another flight <laughs> and then eventually I guess they decided to take it uh, as their last flight on that plane. They decided, uh, unfortunately, it was the actual last flight because the plane did indeed crash and burn exactly as she saw. And I think 19 dead, uh, 19 injured, and then about five or six dead, including the lead singer. So a very unfortunate outcome, but it was clearly warned, and maybe or maybe not, but at least from what we can tell, it might have been able to be avoided if they'd followed the guidance. So these can be super important dreams. Craig Webb has amazing recall of his dreams. He's an expert on dreams and uh, is an author and researcher on dreams, applied psychology and consciousness. And uh, you may have seen him on sci-fi or heard him on the BBC in the last couple of decades. He's headed up the nonprofit dreams foundation. Visit him online at craigweb.ca. craigweb.ca as he joins us from Canada to talk about dreams and their interpretations during the pandemic and, and lots of news reports here in the States, Craig, about uh, insomnia and especially vivid dreams uh, during COVID-19 anxiety. And, and there's a ton of, of newspaper and website articles about that. Is there something about highly stressful or unusual times that, that make our dreams uh, more vivid? Uh, well, as you mentioned before, I think the lighter sleep sort of from stress and maybe waking up and, and maybe from oversleep. So not just lighter sleep, but uh, we're sleeping longer. Some of us who maybe don't have immediate jobs and things. So that'll help because uh, the, the science shows that the period of dream, visual dreaming anyways, there's actually experiences happening all throughout the night, but the periods of visual dreaming, which happen about every 90 minutes, grow longer during the night. In other words, after our first 90 minutes, maybe if we're lucky, we have five minutes of visual dreams and lots of other deep sleep things going on. And then during the second, what's called sleep cycle of about another 90 minutes. So after three hours, maybe have 15 minutes and so on through the night so that we can have up to an hour of, uh, or, or maybe even a little more than an hour of actual visual clear dreams towards the morning. And our waking mind and dreaming mind are much closer together. In other words, you know, you can wake up sometimes. Probably you've had this, Burke. You had a beautiful interlude or uh, you've met uh, somebody you really wanted to meet, famous person in your dream, and you decide to go back and continue the dream. Usually during the morning hours just before waking. You ever had that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's more likely then in those hours because waking and dreaming are very close together. We don't go into the deep sleep usually then. So that's probably contributing to the, the vivid recall. In other words, we're sleeping longer. We're having more visual dreams. And then who knows what else? Maybe there's some kind of global phenomenon of everybody uh, kind of tuning into the same thing. Hopefully uh, around a common enemy here, or at least a common challenge, we're, we're facing a little bit more towards unity and people dreaming naturally with and for each other a little more. And then possibly a little bit of an actual evolutionary response when there's something pretty stressful out there that's 
you know, there's not too much known. Now it's getting a little more known, but during the last couple of months, there was a lot of unknowns around the COVID that our, uh, our psyche, our subconscious wants to try to find solutions, wants to protect us naturally. And so it's dreaming up on things, sometimes stressful dreams or tuning into news if we've been watching lots of news. But it's usually trying to help and, and give us insights, maybe new strategies, ways to avoid some of the problems out there. You know, don't go to the, the store today. Maybe a dream guides us towards some kind of dark thing happening in the store. And we might, if we follow it, we might avoid having uh, trouble and getting uh, an infection. Hard to say for sure. There's lots of specifics, but uh, there's definitely a little bit of this evolutionary response trying to help us deal with new scenario. Certainly paying attention to your dreams makes a lot of sense. Uh, I have one last question before we run out of time, and that is on the subject of nightmares and unpleasant dreams. Is there anything we can consciously do uh, to have less of those unpleasant dreams, less nightmares? Because certainly in, in a time uh, like we're all going through all over the world, it's a somewhat nightmarish scenario, more so for some than others. Is there any, uh, any steps, any tips you can give us to, to help tamp down the nightmares? Yeah, well, actually, I usually encourage people not to do that. So when I hear things like saying, oh, don't worry, it was just an upsetting dream, that kind of gets my spine up a little bit because those dreams are super important messages. Uh, sometimes, yes, maybe we just had a big pizza at midnight or Chinese food with lots of MSG and it's just a body-level dream of, you know, probably shouldn't <laughs> have had pizza at midnight. But at least it's got a message there, but I wouldn't bother interpreting it. But more often than that, there's super valuable info in there, and it's like a pressure release therapy for the psyche, saying there's something we haven't dealt with, or it's a warning dream, like the Leonard Skinner one, and we really yep. want to listen to it to get the warning, and then the nightmares stop once we get the message, you know. So I, uh, there's a nightmare, there's an article called Nightmares Lucky You. People can look at the website nightmares.info, or they can go to uh, the craigweb.ca, my speaker site, and sort of see there uh, that there's lots of tips, uh, and if they want to learn more about how to actually work with specific nightmares, you can uh, check out applieddreaming.com. And uh, I do trainings and clients and counseling and, and very practical stuff. So that's why I call it applied dreaming. It can really help us in life. Can you do that online? Or is that uh, training available online to folks? Yeah, I definitely uh, offer it online. I usually offer teleclasses. So check out applieddreaming.com. But uh, most of the time I can run by a Skype or Zoom or depends how people want it. Sometimes by phone is fine. Uh, and it's usually very good because then the person, if it's at night, can go right into their dreams and practice some of what we've been speaking about. I love that. AppliedDreaming.com is the website. Visit Craig Sim Web now and find out more about your dreams. And, and Craig, I'll leave you with this. I, uh, I'm not going to be a name dropper except in this instance. I know Artemis Pyle, the drummer for Leonard Skinner, and he has verified your story about JoJo Billingsley and, and her uh, her dream so it's absolutely true thank you for joining okay, us good. well if people want to check out more of those uh, check out dreamsbehindthemusic.com that's my book all about 200 artists including Leonard Skinner and uh, he might actually find some new aspects to the story that he didn't know so have him uh, look that one up <laughs> I'll do it Craig Sim Webb our guest today one of the world's foremost experts on dreams thank you so much for listening today Speakermatch.com is the sponsor of the Big Time Talker podcast. Wherever you go, whatever you do, stay safe, stay healthy. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.